Hi, this is Kanike and Alina, your personal supporters that are here to help you feel truly special. We are on a mission to help you understand your dynamic nature and appreciate your unique talents. By helping you balance your yin and yang energies within, we can foster healing in our global community, one woman at a time. If you want to explore the opportunity to work with us individually, please shoot us an email at herlifecompass at gmail.com. That is H-E-R-L-I-F-E-C-O-M-P-A-S-S at gmail.com. Hi ladies, in this part two episode, we will be unpacking further with you the elements of effective communication and sharing our personal examples on how the awareness of our differences as human beings can help us connect with each other on a deeper, more intimate level. You know, Alina, a lot of people that are doing DISC assessment, you know, similar type of psychometric assessments, they come back and they say, so what can you get? Why do I have to change? Why do I have to adapt to others? Why can't everybody else around me adapt to my needs? I don't understand the point of doing this exercise. And usually I, I respond to them saying, hey, why don't we focus on ourselves? What is it that you can control? Put aside anything and everybody who you have no control over. What we can do is change the relationship and being heard by focusing on ourselves. Mm. It's very simple. People will never be upset with us if we speak their language, if we want to make them happy. In fact, they want to return the favor. They want you to be happy too. And they want to do everything to make you feel that you're heard and that you understood. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, conscious communication begins with the knowledge and the awareness that everybody just wants to be acknowledged and understood. And when we do that to others, they return the favor to us. So maybe we can unpack a little bit further the elements of conscious communication. To me, those are mutual understanding, respect, and a desire to stay curious about each other as humans. I truly think that when we cultivate these elements in our different relationship dynamics, whether it be with our friends, colleagues, uh, romantic partners, our family, we learn to make intimate and soul-like connections because the awareness of our different communication styles that we described in our previous episode in this helps us not only accept each other as we are, but also so embrace and celebrate our different personality colors. 100% everything that you've mentioned, these are real critical aspects of any effective communication, both in a personal and professional space. In the previous episode, we went over the theoretical aspects and definitions of DIS and C framework. Today, we are actually very pumped to share some of our ways, some of my ways that I usually go with to manage my relationships, to make sure that I'm feeling heard and to make sure that other people being heard and understood. Let's go with that, Lina. Yeah. Sharing some of our strategies. Absolutely. And I think that they will definitely help our listeners to understand what we mean by making other people heard and understood by actually expressing what we want. You know, it's a win-win situation. I think that this awareness that we cultivate of our innate differences as human beings and our different communication styles helps us build authentic connections because we give permission to others to show up as they are. And most importantly, this helps us 
us learn and feel safe、uh, by communicating our desires openly and boldly. Kaneke, question for you. Can you perhaps share how you personally utilize this DISC assessment when communicating with others? It usually really starts with observation, to be honest.、Mm-hmm. Every time I meet new people or I engage with my friends or people that I am aware of, I would take a backseat approach a bit, listen, watch the body language, hear them, and connect the dots.、Mm. Because knowing this framework, it really helps me to understand what this individual preferences are. It really helps me to challenge my personal immediate assumptions because then I start asking a few more clarifying questions here and there. Like, ah, okay, okay. And it's interesting, it's very fascinating to watch people and observe them. Some people could be slow in talking and sharing, some people talking, joking, laughing. It's just very, very fascinating figuring out what's important to them, what triggers them, what Motivates them, what the biggest fear is. That approach helps to really accept them just the way they are.、Hmm. I love that. And the way you said that, you ask clarifying questions because you are aware of perhaps our own biases. And I think it's a very important thing to note that when we communicate, it's so important to stay curious and open minded. And I just love how you approach it, whether it would be old friends or new friends, with this desire to understand. And accept the other person, not to judge, right? I think it's a difference with the intention. And I truly、mm. believe that if everyone communicated with the goal to essentially accept the other person, we would avoid miscommunications because conscious communication or perhaps effective communication is about mutual respect and understanding.、Mm. And here, the point that I want to make is that it all starts with us, with our own self awareness and the knowledge of. Of our own communication styles. Because when we learn to accept ourselves unconditionally, we also learn to embrace others. It's kind of similar to love. We often hear that true love begins with self love because it teaches us how to accept ourselves unconditionally. And then this knowledge, this awareness, then creates a ripple effect to our external relationships when we learn to embrace and celebrate others without judgment. Easier said than done, of course. So, another follow up. <laughs> Question for you. Could you perhaps share an example or a situation where this knowledge or your actual expertise? Of DISC and different personality assessments have helped you personally prevent miscommunications.、Mm. I've given a very small sharing in our previous episode, so I would like to continue perhaps sharing my way of managing, just an example of managing our relationship with my husband. Oh, that work. what a great example. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of women on the call take notes. <laughs> So, me and my husband, we are complete opposites of each other. If I'm very on the extroverted side, social, talking, laughing, joking, my husband is more on the introverted side and prefers his privacy, his space, takes his time basically. And once we were sitting in a, in a room and he was on his phone typing something, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? Can I see? And he said, no. So he moves, puts away his phone. And he's like, why can't you share with me? Can you share with me? He's like, nope.、Um, these are my own thoughts and I don't want to share with you. <laughs> so, my immediate reaction was like,、oh, How can you do that to me? <laughs> I thought we were married. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It took me a few seconds to reflect because this is what I teach people about. And I was like, Okay, he is an individual who needs space, he is an individual who needs confidence around. 
if he is ready to share this information with me or not. So I backed off and I respected his space and like, okay, sure, no worries. When you're ready, just show me. And I was not upset with that. I took it as an understanding approach. Hmm. And then he did show me in a couple of days when he was ready. <laughs> He's like, okay, here's thingy on the phone that you want to read about. I didn't want to share with you earlier because I wasn't ready. If I show you my raw material, you would mm. potentially judge me in, a, in one way or another. So I'd rather show you now the final piece of work that I'm ready to share with you that I'm comfortable with. And that was great. Because a lot of time when I share this information with any other people, what would the potential response would be from a, a spouse if you're in this situation? Alina, what do you think? Well, would everybody th follow the same approach? Oh, definitely. I was just putting myself in the situation. You said, in seconds, you understood. I'm sure it would take me months. I would only take it. And I'd be like, well, why? What are you hiding from me? And I, I know that it comes from my own bias and insecurity. But from your example, I mean, it just goes to show just how much your expertise and knowledge of these this has helped you embrace it and not take it personally. The effective communication goes about changing something about yourself, understanding where the person is coming from and not jumping in immediate biases or assumptions because then the whole misunderstanding there is no place for that there's no place for conflict right mm -hmm. that's right and i have a perfect example for that and it sounds like your husband um the disc it sounds like a steadiness and compliance which is more on oh the, yes <laughs> much much more on the introverted side and i have the perfect example to share as well just to kind of build on that because you and i are very similar <laughs> so our polar opposites would be someone from you know steadiness and compliance super introverted super thoughtful takes a lot of time to think through things and i'm sure your husband just wanted to show you the final draft for me i'd be like here's what i think i want to work on <laughs> So the example that I want to share is actually from work. I used to work at a law firm and I used to report to my best friend right now. Actually, we've grown to accept each other. That's the happy ending of the story. But initially, when we started working together, it was quite challenging for me to feel understood because... I felt that there was this distance and space of things that were left unsaid between her and I because we kept trying to not upset each other and just like not say it. I just remember vividly, she's the type of person that is very thoughtful. She's an accountant. Um, Vika, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. Thank you for listening. But our relationship has started because we were forced to work together and it was not the easiest experience because the expectation of her as my boss has created a lot of challenges for me as someone with an I and D. With I, just as a reminder, I navigate through the fear of being rejected, which I felt so many times because as a steadiness and compliance, they are so thoughtful, they are so methodical, and they're very introverted. And they take a lot of time to think and process what they want to say before they actually say it. As opposed to me, someone as an extrovert, I bounce ideas off of each other. So I would initially think, why can't I just just be myself. I'm just going to be myself and throw 110 million ideas of what I want to do. And that would obviously overwhelm her because that's not something that she's used to. So long story short, it was a very challenging time because I remember crying in the bathroom of not feeling understood or feeling rejected or feeling like I was not enough or that I wasn't smart enough. I started to realize that instead of being resentful towards this person because I had to work with this person, 
person, right? And I feel like we find this often in work settings because you kind of have to adapt. But I realized that instead of myself forcing myself to adapt, let me just actually genuinely try to get to know this person. So we started going on lunch and I realized that, okay, maybe the work setting is is a bit difficult for us to connect. Let's try to connect over personal life stories. And we would just go on lunch every day for an hour and talk about everything besides work. And we realized that we had so much more in common that we've realized that bond has helped us stay curious about one another. And we actually started taking different personality tests in the quest of getting to know each other. So long story short, I felt that we both made that effort to stay curious and accepting and embracing each other's differences. And over the years of working together, we've actually developed a lifelong friendship. And I love this person and I consider this person as one of my best friends. But I realized that reflecting back, we wouldn't be here if both of us didn't stay curious and accepting of each other. So here's here's my example. Oh, what a wonderful story and example. And it again shows that in your desire to understand, to make it work, you really made an effort and you didn't just jump off with being misunderstood, being hurt, and then living on a very negative memories about each other. This is really great. And to build on what you've said, because the example of your colleague, I could clearly see it's a again, preference of CS potentially. Mm -hmm. To those of you who are listening to us, if you're working with colleagues like that, be mindful that these individuals, they always need space. Mm -hmm. They need space and they need heads up for anything that you want to share about in a call or in a meeting. And just like Alina said, if you have an amazing idea, don't just go and say, oh, I've got an idea. Think it through. Think through of the details. Be prepared that they will ask you gazillions of questions and it will come across as being challenging or skeptical, but it's not. Perfection is by nature. They want to make it work. And that's why they're not very overly optimistic about a very raw idea. So usually if you're having a, a meeting or whatever, you send them the agenda in advance. You explain what you really want from them. Remember, they want clarity. They want structure and they want clear expectation that you have in your mind. And in terms of the personal relationship, be very patient to earn their trust because it takes years. <laughs> months and years to make it work and sometimes because it takes time to build this they may come across as being oh my gosh he or she's so arrogant and cool or they're just full of themselves because they appear like they don't want to talk about themselves and they appear like they have no interest in knowing you mm -hmm. definitely and I, honestly the world of psychometric analysis was our bonding experience we took the strength finder we took the mbti and together through this knowledge again we were able to learn to accept each other unconditionally. We found that we were the quite opposites of each other. It made total sense. I've learned to come prepared with a template with bullet points for all of those ideas. <laughs> and honestly, I think that it has helped me become the person that I am because without that polar opposite that has taught me to be aware, I wouldn't probably be as professional as I am today because I'm aware of those differences. Kanike, I also know that you have two boys and I'm also curious how this applies to children, parenting, and motherhood, because I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are mothers. So maybe you can just share some tips and practices on how you use this professional knowledge in your personal parenting styles. Mm. It's again very interesting because me and my husband, we're the same people. We have adopt the same parental style. And nevertheless, we've got two boys who are complete opposite of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth in life? I know. 
right? One is the copy-paste of me, very extroverted, social here, ah, joking, laughing, dancing. And the other one is the copy-paste of my husband. He's more introverted, more reserved. But I would like to give an example of how we went through the experience of potty training them. And it's funny with the older one, because he is like me when he was little, but put him in the middle of a living room. We would celebrate the major achievement once it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and say, yay, well done, good job, you're the superstar. And guess what? He loved it. So every time he wants to do his thing, he would bring his potty in the in the middle of the room and then he would, <laughs> he would do it and he would wait for the acknowledgement, appreciation, praise. <laughs> Being the superstar. And it was wonderful. So when the little one was born, we were not sure yet what is his personality like. So we adopted the same approach. We've done it just once. And guess what happens next? Shocking for him, I assume, because the next thing he did when he wanted to, to do his thing, he went behind the sofa, hidden under the curtains, did whatever he did, and then came back with a guilty face. It's like, oh, where did that happen? <laughs> he was so uncomfortable being being in the middle of the room, being recognized, being praised, being the center of attention. So he wanted to run away from that. And his way was to hide it somewhere behind the sofa, somewhere behind the curtains, not being seen and just do whatever he wants to do. So after that, I said to my husband, listen, let's adopt a slightly different approach to this one. Let's do it one-on-one -on -one in a very private space in the bathroom. And if we want to acknowledge him, we do it in a one-on-one -on -one setting. That's it. And it worked. Mm. It was shocking. And my husband gets shocked with this because because he's learning just like me in this journey. He's like, wow, this is fascinating. And it makes so much sense. Just like you said, it's a lifelong journey. We learn from each other, we exchange. It's a simple example, but there are millions of other examples that I've been following in my personal space when raising kids, when building relationship with my friends, with my siblings, with my parents-in-law, with my in-law relatives, with my colleagues everywhere. So I think the whole reason behind why we sh we're sharing this example today is just to let you reflect on some of your relationship with people and look at it from a different angle of understanding them and accepting them the way they are. Ah, what a wonderful story. And I'm sure a lot of women, future moms, current moms can definitely relate to that and also just embrace that people are different and that applies to kids. And sometimes we think what is right may not necessarily be the fact for that person mm. because we all perceive and communicate differently. Hopefully through these practices and examples, you were able to learn a little bit more about our differences as human beings. But as to wrap up, uh, let me just wrap it up with some questions that you can ask yourself to help you navigate through experiences with communicating with others. Question number one, can you think of differences between you and the people around you? Reflecting on how these differences impact your communication. Question number two, now that you are aware of these differences, can you think of ways to improve your intimate relationships through the knowledge of DISC and different personality assessments? And last question, what is it that you can start doing and stop doing to help you build more authentic relationships? Nice. And I would like to finish with a few signature affirmations from myself and Alina. <laughs> I let go of judgment and embrace our differences as human beings. I listen to others to understand and accept them just the way they are. I communicate my desires openly and boldly. Yay! This is Alina and Kanike. Thank you for listening and until next time.